What's going on, everybody? It's Monday at 7, and this is League Talk on WEGL 91.1 FM. Here, we'll be discussing and debating NBA news and prospects on a weekly basis. I'm Gordy Stewart. Let's get right into it. What's going on, everybody? This is League Talk. Uh, it's, it's Gordy Stewart. I'm here today with Tucker and Shoop. It's just us today. We're missing out on old, old Bo Jewel. Um, we're hoping he's getting some buckets right now, though. He's yeah. got a big intramural playoff game. Uh, you know, hope that's uh, important enough. You know, he's better, he better drop 50. Tonight. If he's missing the show, I hope he has at least 50. It must be really important to him. Exactly, exactly. Who would miss league talk? Am I right? Dude, we had our <laughs> own we had our own rough intramural game yesterday. Everyone's been getting screwed by the refs lately, but it definitely feels like we're getting in on that. You know, mm-hmm. especially after yesterday. Yeah, we had a uh, really close game. Uh, played pretty well, um, but the refs really did not want to see us go the next round. They didn't. They didn't want to see. They want to see us be great. Exactly. They're holding us back, but I know y'all don't. Y'all don't care about that. We had to get that <laughs> off our chest, though. The refs. The yeah. refs were terrible. We're obviously still not over it. <laughs> <laughs> it might take a while. It might take a while. Um, but luckily, over the weekend, we had some some Auburn basketball to help us forget about that loss and luckily we won against Tennessee we we got the dub on Saturday I was actually in Knoxville when we were watching that game and it was definitely it definitely put a smile on my face to see them also upset down 17 in the second half of that game we go on an 18-0 run after that yeah right somehow and ended up covering minus six and a half out of nowhere I was at that game yeah it was electric you went to the game, Tucker? I didn't even realize that yeah. you went to the game. It had to be electric. Everyone, it was crazy. Dude, like, it, the whole stadium, like, was kind of, I wouldn't say ready to throw in the towel, but, like, we were all, all kind of sad. Had like, to be. And then, like, Bruce, like, we hit a couple buckets, and then Bruce starts hyping up the crowd, yeah. and then the whole yeah. place just goes crazy, and then next thing you know, we have the lead. Yeah, That's see. what he does, man. That's yeah. Bruce does that. Every time we need some energy, I feel like he's he just knows exactly how to do it, whether it's with the players or the crowd. I mean, I don't want to sound biased, but there are a few other places in the country where uh, a home team could come back from a deficit like that that late in the game. Oh, man, I swear, and Auburn seems to do it more often than not. Yeah, it's it's so electric. We always have you know such good energy, and uh, the team feeds off the crowd and vice versa, and it seems to be a really good relationship. Um it is for sure. Part. It is for sure. And I mean, we definitely benefit just from the pure energy that our crowd gives us night in and night out when we play home games. I feel like our chances of winning are ridiculously higher at home compared to other teams when they play at home. Like, I feel like we have such an advantage at our place. Um, but with that being said, we did lose a game. We did lose to Georgia. We were Isaac, Isaac okoro list, but we lost that game on Wednesday. By 10, and that was a kind of a rough showing. I mean, I liked what we saw from the team much more in the second half of Tennessee than I did this entire game against Georgia, but mm-hmm. geez. Yeah. You know, we scored 55 points and shot 31%. You're not going to win at all. No matter how good defense you play, you're not going to win scoring 55 points. And it's crazy because I feel like we did play good defense. I mean, we didn't play great defense. Yeah. We held them to 65 points, but then again, we held them to 25% from three. We held them to 36% from the floor of field goals. We were worse in both stats, but, I mean, we should be winning games with defense like that. I mean, yeah, we usually just, score, yeah. score more than 65. The pace of that seemed a little similar to the uh, to the Florida game 
which is all these. Those are our two uh, lowest scoring totals so far this season. Uh, against Florida, we only put up 47. This one, only 55. Uh, that's not something we're typically used to seeing um, as Auburn fans, but hopefully uh, we can find a way to get the ball in the basket over these next few games. Yeah. Also, went to the free throw line significantly less in that game. Only shot 13 foul shots. Exactly. That's and it's huge for us to get a bunch of uh, attempts because it is for sure because we we're do not necessarily from the line, so we need to get yeah. there a lot. We do need to go that. a lot. And usually guys like Samir get there a bunch. He only went there twice against Georgia. Everyone did see kind of shaken up from that environment over there in Athens. It seemed pretty lit. It seemed like I couldn't really blame them. But we did better in the in the game against Tennessee with the free throws. Um, Samir shot 5 of 8 that game. But defense is honestly somewhere that we struggled that game. We scored 73, gave up 66, and 28 of them were to the man himself, Jordan Bowden. What a dog! Yeah, but, I mean, but also we had we had respect. A, we had eighteen steals. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, but still, like sure. this whole story of the Dang, season. Eighteen steals—that's a whole bunch of steals, dude. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, like you were saying, the, it's been like the story of the whole season. Like, there's one guy that's just gonna go off against us, pretty much guaranteed every game. You just pick your guy, mm-hmm. and you if you, th- you would think that's less likely to happen when we have Isaac, though. Because that's a guy that you think Isaac could just lock up man-on-man. That's what he does. That's what he's going to get paid the big bucks for Mm -hmm. in the summer is that. I mean, we hope he's back tomorrow. Uh, The team, there is a glaring hole in the team uh, just watching them without him. But um, hope for a speedy recovery and that uh, they keep winning if he's not able to play. Um, I really, really like what Samir's been doing, attacking the basket. when we get to the basket, we're just so much better as a team. When instead of taking, you know, deep threes, contested threes. I agree. Uh, Macklemore, like you said, was getting in the paint. Yes, um, finally. And he looked really good doing it. Uh, was able to exploit a mismatch. I'd like to see more shots from Austin, though. He went three for six in that game, nine points, seven boards. I mean, he should be shooting at least ten times a game, mm-hmm. if you ask me. Because those are points that, I mean, yeah, we won, but... Those are points that he should be getting every single night, especially when he's that much bigger than the guys guarding him. But another thing in that Tennessee game that I, I actually liked a lot was our bench production. We How had about Jalen Williams? Jalen freaking Williams is a dog. <laughs> Everybody saw his, uh, his little oop to himself off yeah, the glass. Yeah, who, who does he think My he is God. doing It's that. like your second game playing all year and you're throwing a, an, a lob to yourself that's, off the glass I mean, from the that's free confidence. throw line. It's, it's just pure, pure confidence. confidence. I heard... We've heard that he's been doing that at practice, too. It's just a matter of time before he got the bright lights and got a chance to show his true skill. He had eight points on the night, including that ridiculous oop to himself off the glass. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cambridge still with nine. He came in and hit three threes. Mm-hmm. That works, man. Yeah, one, yeah. He shot three for five. Like Some you can't. Add, that's that's that, consistent. That works, man. Even Jamal got a couple free throws of his own. I think that if we can get the guys on the bench to score – in addition to the scoring that our starting lineup provides, will be really tough in March. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I guess one positive we can take away from uh, Okoro being out is that a lot of these bench guys are now getting more minutes. Absolutely. Um, so they're more battle tested, and especially like win the March and you know SEC tournament and all that. Uh, in those really competitive games where we're gonna need to go deep into our bench, and now we, mm-hmm. you know, Bruce knows that he can trust uh, certain guys. Exactly, guys like Jalen Williams might not have even gotten this kind of opportunity had Isaac been healthy. Exactly. I yeah. mean, that guy apparently has just been killing everybody at practice, so I'm glad he's finally gotten his opportunity to shine. Um, with Isaac, 
if you ask me, I say we have enough offensive consistency and firepower to make another Final Four run. I just got my tickets in the mail. I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in. I'm going. I'm hoping to see Auburn or Michigan. Hopefully both. Oh man. Probably not both. Probably uh, going to see Auburn, Ohio State. If oh I had my to guess. Gosh. With my luck, it's going to be Bama, Ohio State, Michigan State, and, and Georgia. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no way, Georgia. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just talking about with my luck. Yeah. Hopefully not. Um, <laughs> just a little fun fact. I just want to sneak in about uh, how we lost to Georgia on the road. Uh, the game before that, when we lost Missouri on the road, y'all know the red panda. You know the the lady on the unicycle. That, the like, dang red panda. Super she, like, talented. No, yeah, she like well, flips the bowl on her head. Like, it doesn't stop. It, every time I see that, it's just as impressive as if I saw yeah, it for the first it, time. It amazes. It's cool. <laughs> okay, but <clears throat> in both those games, she performed and we lost. So just. I don't know. Maybe I hate, I hate maybe that a she's connection. bad luck. I yeah. hate it. I hate that because I luck. love it. It's one of the best halftime shows I think I, look, that we, I've ever we seen. We should just invite her to Auburn, and then I feel like everything would be cool. It's yeah. just when other teams have her. Dude, I want to have her on the show. We should yeah. try to get Red Panda maybe. on the show. We, we need we need to get some pool in that direction. So if anybody <laughs> uh, knows her, yeah. If anyone has any connections with the Red Panda, we'd love to interview her personally. But yeah, some other news in college basketball. Uh, there was a lot of shakeups. Um, sure was in the top ten, especially. I love it. Top twenty five as a whole. Uh, we saw three of the top four teams take L's this weekend. Yeah. And as uh, we talked about last show. We weren't too sure if San Diego State was going to be able to go undefeated. Well, mm. they lost at home uh, to an unranked UNLV. Unranked. By three. I mean, it was a close game, but it unranked. it was bound to happen. I I think they're still good, but it was bound to happen. It's just too difficult to, well, no matter who you are, to go undefeated. Their point guard Malachi Flynn, uh, Tucker was just telling me not long ago. He didn't exactly shoot very high percentage that game. Still got his points like he's going to every night. But yeah, I I I'm shocked to see that they lost. But I don't think it's gonna hurt their confidence too bad. No, just they, because of the yeah. insane streak that they've already had. And they only fell back one spot in the uh, new AP poll. But also, um, Somehow, Gonzaga. Auburn. Oh I'll, yeah, Auburn only. Slipped I was gonna say spots. Auburn slipped. Yeah. But yeah, Gonzaga, um, the number two team, they fell on the road. To number twenty three BYU, they scored ninety one points that game. That's a lot of points. BYU That's might a be lot of points. Uh, a little sleeper in the tournament. What's their their twenty third? Uh, they yeah. or did they I go up in the new standings? Probably went up. I'm thinking that they did, but Gonzaga's a tough beat. I mean, that's a that's something good to have on your resume going into March. They are seventeen now. BYU is. They're tough. Um, but then also, uh, I'm sure many of you saw the. Probably the best matchup on paper this season. Uh, it was number one Baylor taking on uh, number three Kansas at home, but Kansas was able to edge them out. So now both teams have actually gotten a road win against each other, and now Kansas is the new number one. Yeah, so. Kansas is for real. Obviously Baylor is too, but mm -hmm. Kansas has just about as much star power as anyone else. As a bookie, had twenty three points and nineteen rebounds on yeah. eleven of thirteen Jeez, shooting. Uh, I mean, he's a grown man. He's literally a grown man. And Baylor's a big team too to be doing that on. Like mm -hmm. all, even their smallest guys are tall compared to other teams. They got, which just makes that all the more that more impressive. Yeah, they rebound really well, play really good defense. But uh, but was, same goes for game. Kansas. I mean, it was a really good game. I think that could very possibly be a Final Four matchup if they're both one seeds. And at this rate, it looks like they both will be. Yeah. Um, could be. I don't know. It could be. That'd be exciting to watch. Exciting, yeah. I, I would say uh, 
did Baylor drop? I'm betting Baylor did not drop just much one spot to yeah, the they're second tier now. So well, that's gonna make that if they do play again that much more mm-hmm. fun to watch. Um, but yeah, lots Dayton of shakeups. Now, yeah, top four. They're in the number four spot, looking like they could be a one seed. Deservingly so. Yeah. Deser- carried by the man himself. Did you see his windmill? Of course I did. <laughs> oh of course I did. <laughs> Obi Toppin. <laughs> Put that man in the NBA draft already. That's a guy that I hope goes to the Pistons, to be honest with you, because I'm thinking the Pistons are not they're not going to have the worst record, but we're still going to be pretty bad. So mm-hmm. we'll probably fall anywhere from like the 7th to 10th pick in the upcoming draft. Mm-hmm. If Obi's not gone, they better pull the trigger because he yeah. is electric, to say the least. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, there's tons of shakeups in this week's standings. It's going to make March pretty interesting as the season comes to a close. I think that it's really anybody's game. I think mm-hmm. that it could be anyone's tournament, it's just whoever decides to come and play. And it's kind of hard to get a gauge on certain teams, like uh, especially in the Big Ten. You know, they're especially. looking at 10 and 11, or 11 teams in there. And... You know, top to bottom, those guys can play. And even in the SEC, like we got the Floridas and the Arkansas and I think South Carolina. Even the, the Ole bubble. Miss. Auburn plays exactly. Ole Miss tomorrow. Like, That's not an easy win. Yeah, we knew yeah. we figured that out the hard way. Every uh every team in these big conferences is tough. It's the talent is more spread out than in, perhaps it's ever been. Well, best conference in NCAA, shoot. Are it's, we thinking it's a Big Ten? Yeah, I mean we're we're Midwestern guys, if you didn't know. But uh, so we're, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely thinking it's a Big Ten. Yeah, 10. It, I think it it probably is just based off. I mean, eleven of the fourteen teams are being considered. Tucker, for, does that make you salty, or what do you? Uh, I mean, I would say the Big Ten has more. Uh, I guess like teams that are good, more teams that can compete. Yeah, it's a deep. But you also have to remember, like the one and the two team right now are from the Big Twelve. Yeah, that's a thing, and that's yeah. a thing for sure. Uh, you know, you got the ACC with teams like uh, Florida State and Duke, but that's and, about uh, it as far Louisville. as the ACC goes. Well, yeah, Louisville, they got those three teams in the top fifteen, and uh, nobody else. No Virginia yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. No, the ACC has been disappointing, but mm-hmm. uh, the most complete. Big yeah, I would too. say the Big Ten is the most complete, but there's still that's teams in the, all these other conferences yeah. that are, you know, oh, really yeah. strong. Like even the big, uh, the Big East with uh, Seton Hall. East for uh, Villanova. Villanova, Creighton, Marquette—they yeah. got Marquette. Marquette. Yeah, like the Big East is very strong. This yeah, year. there's there's plenty of good conferences. Um, well, anything can happen in the Big Ten on any given night, which is why I say yeah, that. I feel it's like it's been such a massacre. It really has. That's why no team in the Big Ten can get at the top. Like Maryland was at seven, then uh, boom, my Buckeyes took them down yesterday. Of by course seven. they did. No, they actually looked really. I good. saw mm-hmm. I saw stat like. Uh, I can't remember where I saw. I mean, it was on Twitter, obviously, but uh, I can't remember who it was by. But it was like Ohio State's like four and zero against top ten teams this season, but they're like zero and something against teams eleven through twenty five. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't get it. It's it's basically. I mean, they're really good at home. I actually saw a stat about the Big Ten. Uh, my my new philosophy is, no matter what, the home team's gonna win in the Big Ten <laughs> because I saw um, the winning percentage for the home team in all of the Big Ten. Is around sixty five percent, and it's they're like seventy eight and thirty three at home. That's Sheesh. the home record. Yeah, so it's literally like it's such a big. It has such a big it's impact got, on the, the crowd this year. I mean, yeah, it's the, yeah. It's the crowd. The crowd's been making an impact on a lot of games this year. And like we were saying earlier, with Auburn, that's like half of it. This is being home in Auburn Arena. You expect the best from the jungle. Well, yeah, when's the, we haven't lost in the, the Auburn Arena in like the whole season. Well, yeah, it, and it goes back stretch, to last year. Right? Yeah, stretching back to like 
early last year. Mm-hmm. Well, usually we're such a impressive crowd and impressive group to watch, but uh, the recent news from that Auburn student at the Tennessee game got kicked out for yelling something racist at Santiago Vescovi, who yeah. is so good. First of all, he way. is so good. He's such a nice, it seems like, what carries himself kindly kind of dude. You're really going to yell at him it while was, he's playing? It was just a purposeless comment. And I mean, I'm glad that Auburn security decided to ban him. Yeah, there's life. no, like, there's no place. There's they told no him to go back to Uruguay or something. Like, yeah, they told him like, and you could hear it on me? the CBS broadcast, like, clearest day. You know, what like, an idiot! The refs just kind of picked him out of the crowd, and I think everyone was kind of bailing, saying, "Who's that guy? Who's mm-hmm. that guy?" All sort of kind of pointing at him. They they completely banned him from every Auburn game for the rest of the season. Good. Yeah, I, I there's don't. no point. There's you. Sh- there's no reason to say that, and then there's not. Yeah, if there's just, not. It just makes like, him just look ridiculous. Why? Just why would you say that? It makes us look bad. Like he's he's not just representing himself when you go to those games. When you sit in that Auburn student section, you're representing the school. Mm-hmm. And now Absolutely. we got this kind of news going out about us. I mean, that's not who we are. That's not what we're about. No, and I think that's why it was so good that Auburn took you know the correct steps they needed to to. Um, you know, get that guy out of there and, yeah. and get that kind of behavior out of there because that's not the Auburn energy or the Auburn family at all. Absolutely not. not. There's it. there's no place for that out here. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, and uh, we'll be back in a little bit for some NBA recap, and uh, stay tuned. What's going on, everybody? We're back. You're listening to League Talk on 91.1 WEGL. It's me, Shoop, and Tucker today. We don't have Bojewel with us. Like, we wish that we would. Um but let's get into some NBA. Let's get into the league talk. That is the name of the show, is League Talk. Finally back since All-Star break. I was itching for some NBA basketball. Um, I, I was too, dude. It was a weird couple days without it, especially yeah. after how hyped All-Star Weekend was. Yeah. You just get so used to it too when there's games every night. You take it for granted. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> 100%. You do. Especially in the summer when uh, I'm not a huge baseball guy. I, I like it. Respect us for it. But um, – I just really I miss it. I feel you. This is kind of like a taste of that. I feel you. It's exciting to get back to it and watch Mm -hmm. it, especially because we're so much had just gone on in the NBA as far as shakeups of teams and trades and people signing and getting cut. Mm -hmm. So we kind of have a lot to discuss. But first, I think that we should give Bradley Beal his due respect to what he has been doing to the league. He dropped 53 points for no reason the other night. Career high. He's just continuing to prove why he should have been an all star. And uh, I think, you know, you're just going to drop 53 points. And also they lost, which mm-hmm. says a lot about the Wizards. It cool. says a lot about the Wizards. And I don't understand. If I was him, I don't understand why he's still there. I don't know what's keeping him there. I mean, I would have tried to leave. I would have been requested a trade if yeah. I was scoring like he did night in and night out without getting that respect from mm-hmm. his other teams to at least help him win. He's he's committed to winning there. You know, he's told him that a bunch of times. But – uh he he's starting to look, you know, just really kind of fatigued with being on that team. Uh, he, you know, he misses John Wall. I was going to say that. I hope he's hitting up John Wall every day, making but sure. They, I mean, they have some other good players. They're not a deep team, but you know, if they can get a a good player who's you know relatively dominant in the paint, this uh, upcoming draft that would help or in the off season at all. Um, I guess Mo Wagner's not cutting it down there. Yeah, and, well, they have Hachimura <laughs> and. Uh, Bertans, who's you know stretch four flamethrower, um, but you know outside of those guys, like they don't really have anyone who's 
putting up more than you know five or six points a game. Yeah, they don't, and it's kind of it's upsetting because, like we said last show, you, we don't even get the Wizards, so it's hard for me to even speak on the status of that team because mm-hmm. literally their games are not shown to hardly any other hardly any places in the u.s other than washington i would assume yeah and even then like if unless bradley beal goes off like you're not even going to see the highlights of those games no it's just disrespectful i would be so upset if i was him ironically they're the ninth team in the east only three and a half games behind the uh orlando magic so even despite all their struggles like they could still make the playoffs (laughs) if they make it they better offer bradley beal the nba record breaking contract deal yeah because that it would be all on his shoulders it would be entirely on his shoulders Uh, bradley bill has not scored um less than 15 points this entire year of 2020 and there's only been one game where he had less than 20 points every single Mm -hmm. other game this year he has been having 53 26 30 30 29 43 47 40 get that man some help he is such a pure scorer does it so easily and can do it from all three levels. Um, it's just so impressive, but I, I do feel sorry for him. It's a shame that, you know, his prime right now is, yeah. is just kind of being wasted. But in, in addition to the fact that he wasn't on that all-star team. Yeah. What are these more, slaps in the face for this man? It's just rubbing salt in the wound. An SEC guy, too. So you got to root for an SEC guy. He's an SEC guy. I think he's even out of St. Louis. I'm pretty sure he went to the same high school as Jason Tatum did. So he's got a dog in him. He just He's going to figure it out for sure, whether that means staying there and waiting for John Wall to come back or going somewhere else. But I could definitely see him getting sick of it after the season yeah. and trying to go elsewhere. Well, yeah. an- another shooting guard in the East who's uh, – Looking like he's getting pretty fed up is Zach Levine. Rightfully um, so. Also been dominating. Another snub from the All-Star game. Um, he and, dropped 32 points in that same game. Yeah, and he's just getting, I don't know, he's getting, he's just over it, it looks like. He's uh, over it. He doesn't get along with the coaching staff yeah. either. You can see them verbally just disagreeing with each other and the upset that that whole team and bench has. And I mean, that's another team, too, that has been torn apart by injuries. So they mm-hmm. really haven't gotten a great opportunity for chemistry yet. No. Chris Dunn just came back off his injury. Otto Porter's been out. Well, who knows where marketing is? He's been out for a long time. They need if they have a chance. And they're I mean, if I'm correct, they're still not even far out from a playoff spot. Yeah, they're uh, five games back. Them and the Hornets are five games back from Orlando. So truly anything can happen. But there's a bunch of teams that are just kind of floating around that area. There's an opportunity for one of them to get their crap together and make a push. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think the Bulls have any chance of that? I mean, If they get healthy, I don't know what their uh, injury report looks like. I don't know how long you know, some of those key guys are injured. But if they are able to get healthy, I think they could put some wins together and, and Co- probably pass. Kobe White's been uh, playing really well uh, recently. So if you can continue to have that, you know, that help, have a guy like Marketing come back, have Levine play the way that he has, then, I mean, I don't see why not. And no, I, I think he's I the point guard they've been looking for. They kind of wanted Chris Dunn to, you know, explode and to. Well, uh, Kobe White's been coming finish. off the bench too. I know, but I think Kobe White eventually will Just get that get starting, that starting spot. spot. Yeah, him and Levine will. See, it's weird. They got a lot of guards there. Chris Dunn gets so many steals. I think he's top five in steals per game somehow. Yeah, um, yeah I think he's second actually. That's pretty dang impressive. But he just doesn't score the way that Kobe does, and we knew that he's he's been doing that since UNC. Mm-hmm. We mean. I think that was Such someone nice you, shot. 
Yeah, that was someone that we talked about a long time ago that just looks and appears to be NBA ready. What is he, 6'5", and he's one of the fastest in that whole draft so class. Fast. Just reminds me of De'Aaron Fox, really. Oh, 100%. Maybe it's with a better shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, De'Aaron Fox may be better defensively, but they do have a similar build, and uh, they're just both so fast. They do, for anything. sure. Um, speaking of fast, speaking of speed, speed, this Westbrook and Harden Rockets team is really figuring out the quick small ball. They're really succeeding. They're running. <laughs> and they're fun to watch when they're succeeding because when you have Harden and Westbrook both gelling the way that they should, that's a ridiculously tough team to beat. Yeah, what, are the, what is it like since under when their team's been under 6-7 as their starting lineup, what are they like? Isn't it like 12-2? and two or It may not be that many wins, but... No, I think it is. I know, I'm pretty sure they only have one loss. Oh, yeah, and it's like they have multiple wins against the Celtics, Lakers, Jazz... Jazz like twice. Other, other teams like that who have, you know... Legit, Good teams. Legit contenders. Good teams with lots of tall guys. Mm-hmm. That, so for some reason... just going at them. It's, Co- Robert Covington has been playing great defense, too. He keeps he having to D up rebounds. guys bigger than him, but he gets rebounds and mm-hmm. steals. For his position. For Another sure. impressive stat that I just saw yesterday: Harden is six foot five mm-hmm. and has fifty one blocks on the season as a shooting guard point guard. First of all, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. But the reason why that is even more impressive is Giannis, who's six foot eleven, has fifty two blocks on the season. He has wow. one less block on the season than Giannis does. Yeah, wow. that's kind of crazy to believe because you see, uh, you see Giannis have these highlight blocks. And uh, you really don't see that from Harden. And plus, like ever since Harden's been in the league, basically everyone's ever always talked about, oh, Harden doesn't play defense. Like he does, he can't guard the best guy. He can't do this. Can't do this. Uh, all that. I I hate hearing that because I hear that a lot. But when you watch, sometimes yeah, it's lazy. Like sometimes he maybe doesn't get back yeah. like he should from the half court. But when he gets set, he has absolutely the ability to clamp anyone up. Mm-hmm. And most of his blocks are not exactly like protecting the rim and stuff like Giannis's are. Like if Giannis blocks someone, you know, you're going to see it on Instagram. They're going to post it. You know, it's going to be all over ESPN. But Harden's blocks are a little bit sneakier. He likes to, as they're going up, just kind of get his hand in and poke it out. Yeah, I, and also, like, I feel like Harden's one of those guys on defense that, like, he'll, like, take a risk, kind of like uh, – He'll try to anticipate the guy going up for a shot, like anticipate a pass. Yeah. Uh, not really the kind of guy that'll slide his feet. That's true. He likes to try to get the cheap little pokes out from behind of all the yeah. time. But that also has to do with the way that their team plays. Like they live and die off help defense yeah, since they're so small. They rotate really well on defense. They, so like if, say, someone gets beat, they, they really got the system down. They know exactly where to run to to cover that man's guy who's helping them. Well, yeah, and I don't think the the critiques of Harden's defense are necessarily from his skill set because he obviously he's one of the uh, best uh, guys at picking pockets in the league. Yeah, and also like has been saying uh, blocking and and you know contesting shots like and like that. But it is really just kind of seems to be a lack of effort. Yeah, on defense, he doesn't want to run as much maybe as some of the other guys. But I mean, it, if it works for them, and it has been. Um, then, I don't know, just keep silencing the haters, I guess. <laughs> I know. Well, that's what I like to think. When I mean, you have Westbrook playing as well as he has, I mean, they they're both are some of the best players in the NBA. Well, Emphasis on when they're playing well, though, mm-hmm. because if they're, if they're gelling together, that means they're both playing incredible. But yeah. it seems like a lot this season we've had one of them go off and the other one not do as much or vice versa. 
I kind of think, I don't know if this is a hot take or not. You might not like it, mm. but I think that Westbrook is the reason for their ascension to, you know, playing so well and dominating. I mean, what, you're just used to Harden averaging 35 points a game? No, I'm not. I, I think, like, Harden's still doing the same thing that he was doing when Capella was there. and Just no less is impressive. But yeah. I think it's – so he's doing that, but Westbrook has stepped his game up to another level. That And even when he was having all his triple-doubles in his career, I think this is the best basketball he's played in his entire career. Yeah, it's definitely, I hear you. It's definitely the most efficient he's mm-hmm. played. It's his best team basketball he's played. Well, it, I like to – I like to see him playing team basketball because that is when he's at his best. I don't like to see him scoring 40 points. (laughs) He's he's having these huge uh, scoring totals, but like he's just playing so well, shooting the ball really well, and is so confident in his game. And it's crazy to say that he could be playing more aggressive than we've seen him in a while. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's he's running up, he's getting all these offensive boards. He's the one of the few guys on the team who truly crashes every possession from the three point line. And it's finally like aggression and it's not just forcing it that's, that's what it was like when kd left yeah okay see he was forcing it so like yeah his he was getting triple doubles but he was also getting like five or six turnovers a game yeah, yeah. or more even he finally you know? stopped playing like a stat powder mm-hmm. yeah and he's calmed down from the three-point line now it seems like he shoots maybe three or four max shots a game and usually hits one or two which mm-hmm. that that works he doesn't well, need guys, to be shooting yeah, guys more still that. leave him open but they do <laughs> but it's crazy that they leave him open and he is explosive enough to still take guys off the dribble that are sitting five feet away from exactly. him, let, trying to let him shoot. He still matter. beats them to the to the rim, which is which is definitely difficult to guard for anyone, no matter how tall you are, even if they do try to put their centers on him like teams have tried to do because of that lack of shooting. He's still finding ways around it. He just goes right at him. That's been his – he even said that. That's been his whole game plan, his blueprint to this is – I don't care. I don't care how tall you are. I don't care if you're the best center in the league. I am going right at your chest. And so, I love it. Did, with Westbrook is going off of that. Would you call? Would you say that he's he's confident, or would you call him a cocky player? Because I feel like there are times like he talks trash to the wrong guys, like Rudy yeah. Gobert, for example. Yeah, who's not much of a trash talk. No, I mean, I Rudy I Gobert is a wuss. I think I, he's okay, a, that's, there's. He no. cried. He's. I've, I've always seen him crying on national television about getting snubbed for the All Star game and stuff. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't say it to his face though. Yeah, but he's also he like defensive player of the year, <laughs> like two time, three time defensive yeah. player of the year. Um, That's but, fair. Yeah, going off of that, I think it's just like so. Westbrook, there's no doubt he's a competitor. He gets real. He gets really into the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think at times he gets. He lets his emotions take control of him. Like the other night when he got the he got a double technical against the Warriors. And they were up by thirty. Yeah, like yeah. thirty. <laughs> yeah, that was unnecessary. You're playing the Warriors up thirty. Well, he think I think he still has a little hate for the Warriors. Uh, I feel that I kind of do too. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that that was I don't know that that bothered me for sure. Um, I think he's just passionate, and I think that it's passionate. hard to say that he's cocky or any of that because yeah, he's very very confident in him in him, in his own game. But his, you can just tell that he has so much love for the game in every way, passing, shooting, rebounding. He does it all. I saw a video of, it's funny you mentioned him talking, because he was talking smack to some fan that was sitting courtside in their last game. Mm-hmm. And the fan was like, you going to shoot it when you get it? No, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. As he's just sitting there in the corner without the ball. He goes, nah, man, nah, man. And then runs at the rim, back cuts whoever was guarding him, and Harden 
just a little gives him a little floater up right by the rim. He jumps up and yams it with both hands over whoever the big man is down there. So he's definitely finding ways around his lack of three point shooting ability because everyone else on the team can shoot. So mm-hmm. it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah, and I think the uh, acquisition for Covington has been absolutely huge for the Rockets. Um, he's done exactly what they've expected him to do. Yeah. Um, he hasn't shot great in every game so far, but, I mean, that's okay because they have, you know, Harden and Westbrook who are going to combine for almost 80 points a game. But he still has made big shots. Even yeah, in his first exactly, couple yeah. games, Cove made some huge but shots. But defensively, like, they're asking him to guard pretty much, like, you know, the best threes or fours that the other team has, and uh, he's just rebounding the ball really well, and I, th- I think that that move worked out for them, at least so far. That what we're seeing. Yeah, I agree. And it'll be interesting to see how Capella blossoms in Atlanta when and if he ever becomes healthy. I really thought he'd be back by now. Yeah, um, I thought he'd be a little eager to play with Trey Young. And Joe Collins. Be. I would be too, but I also understand them wanting him to take his time since they're maybe not looking for a playoff push just yet. Um, but in other news, DeMarcus Cousins got cut by the Lakers. And in exchange, basically, for their signing of Markeith Morris from the Pistons, is mm-hmm. Boogie supposed to be better than Markeith Morris? Like, I know he's been, I know he's been hurt, but are, well, well, what does that mean? Why would they do that it's to a guy that they I, had been promising yeah. playoff time to? I mean, minutes to once he becomes healthy. Oh, well, they look at it and they've gotten more out of Javale and Dwight Howard, and then they have AD who can also play the five than they expected this season. Um, so that doesn't really give them a huge incentive to bring Boogie back. And Markeith Morris can still shoot really well, just like his brother. Um, not as good as his brother or, or no, better? No, no. Uh, Marcus is the better shooter. Yeah, that's what I but thought. Markeith can still shoot better than Boogie can, Yeah. Um, at least lately. We haven't seen Boogie play in a while, but uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of, it's unfortunate for Boogie, but I understand why the Lakers made that move yeah i do too it's it's been super unfortunate because i just watched literally the day that the news came out that they were cutting boogie all the smoke a podcast with matt barnes who's a funny ex-nba player that i'm a pretty big fan of they were interviewing demarcus cousins and they were asking him about the environment and the culture in la and what what it's like to play there and all he had was positive things to say oh i love it we're all a team of brothers we got the best chemistry lebron should run for president all this stuff, and then they cut him. You got to think if the Lakers cut anybody, they're going to talk to LeBron first. You think LeBron signed off on that? I mean, at the end of the day, it's a business, and uh, you got a guy that's he he hadn't been able to play all year. You got to have like you got to bring someone in that can play. And uh, I, yeah, he may have been close to playing, but uh, you know this is a team that's looking to make a run in the playoffs. That yeah. they don't really have enough time to let him you know, warm up, develop during the season. Like, they need to keep winning games, keep hold on to that one seed, and uh, hopefully win the win the West. Yeah, and the front court in L.A. is pretty crowded, especially because all those guys are really playing, some of them the best basketball of their lives. But you got JaVale McGee, you know, re reaffirming his spot in the NBA at mm-hmm. the center. Um, we got Kuzma, who somehow yeah. doesn't even get to play that much, but comes off the bench and... It's efficient when he comes in the game. I mean, whatever I think about his hair is irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he played well in that uh, in the that Celtics game. Yeah, he did for sure. Um, but guys forget that in that Boogie played for Golden State for mm-hmm. those thirty games, and he produced. He was not necessarily entirely healthy, 
But he averaged 16.5 points per game and eight boards and a block and a half and a steal and a half a game. There's some team that hopefully when Boogie's healthy will be looking for that kind of production. Because at one point he was the best center in the NBA. Oh, yeah. When when him and AD played together and then back in his time in Sacramento. But uh, do you guys think Boogie gets signed before this season's over or do you think it is in the offseason? Well, I wonder if the Lakers know something about his health that no one else knows. Because it's possible. I, I thought he would be back by now. I didn't realize he was going to sit out this long. And I wonder if it, they cut him because it's more serious than they originally thought and he is about mm-hmm. to sit out an extended amount of time. I would wait. I would say NBA, NBA teams wait to see what happens as far as his health and um, if he comes back to 100%. But, yeah, I could totally see him on another team. Yeah, there's, there's teams I, that need that. I agree with you. I just don't see team. I don't think a team would sign him. I wouldn't be surprised if they did, honestly, just because he's a big name player. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's the health, and so I think they're gonna wait till the off season and then, uh, you know, look into the future. Yeah, and I think that that's all that makes sense to do with Boogie. Um, but yeah, I was a little upset that my Pistons. I don't really know what's going on in Detroit, but the last time we talked about the Pistons, we were still in a playoff chase, so I thought. Um, we're just, we've been figuring our way out of injuries and inconsistent lineups. For sure a hot take to say that they were in playoff. <laughs> well, I mean, when we had when we had Drummond and a relatively... Well, we, I mean, we, when we didn't have guys worried about whether we are going to get traded on any given night or released, I thought we did. You know, technically, the Cavs are still <laughs> in playoff contention. We're less than 10 games back from Orlando. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, technically, everybody is. That, yeah, eight exactly. seed, that eight seed in the East is uh, wide open. Exactly. It could yeah, be like if, anyone. If the Hawks, if they get Capella back, they could possibly do it if they go, win enough games. Well, but, I mean, I don't know. Andre Drummond no longer being a Piston Hurts. We, could, we got rid of Reggie Jackson as well, bought him out of his contract. Bought out Markeith Morris out of his contract. Luke Kennard. Been sitting for knee soreness. Sitting for knee soreness, which, that's such crap. I mean, since knee December, soreness. Like since Christmas, you guys, basically. Your knee has been sore for two months, bro. I think that if you ask me, they're just sitting him because they really don't want to win games right now. But yeah, and they talked about trading him uh, around the trade deadline anyway. So. Couldn't figure anything out. Yeah. He's the longest, listen to this and process it, Luke Kennard is the longest tenured player on the Pistons roster. <laughs> Why would anyone want to come play for Detroit if if a guy who's, uh, he's what, 22, 23? Yeah, drafted in 2017. In, yeah, exactly. He is their longest tenured player. I don't know <laughs> why. They have no loyalty. <laughs> I have, their players or anything. I have no pitch to NBA free agents to come to Detroit other than we'll figure it out. We're going to have to draft guys. It's pretty dang clear at this point. No one wants to go up to the cold city of Detroit. Even though I think they're sleeping on it, I think that there's cool things. There's good hot dogs. There's good food in Detroit. Sure, man. The fans in Detroit are passionate when we're good. Yeah. Same with most other teams. I mean, we. It looks like we might have a chance at a top five pick because we're currently sitting at 19 and 40. (laughs) Um, but it's definitely time to answer a bunch of these questions surrounding the structure of the team. I don't know what their plan is. I don't know if that's us tanking or. I can, that's all I can think. So honestly, I, go Pistons. I hope they continue to tank. Um, I think that would be the only way that we come out of this insane slump. Well, speaking of the playoffs, uh, the Bucks already clinched. Yeah, fastest already. team in NBA history to 
the best Chris. team in wow. NBA. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. It seemed early, but wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, they deserve it. I mean, that's a team that we knew was going to lock up the number one seed. Um, I guess I knew. Tucker, what do you think? You got the Celtics coming in later at the second spot in the playoffs, or where do you think they end up once all this shakes out? I think they can get a two seed, uh, especially the way they've been playing recently. Like, yeah, you, they lost to the Lakers, but they've it was without a Kimball Walker, and I think this team's been looking really, really good and really scary. Especially Tatum. Yeah. I wanted to say it first. I wanted to say it first. Especially Tatum. <laughs> He's been ridiculous. Is he? He's finally a superstar in this league. It has yeah, to be. I mean, I think he's the Celtics' best player, but I, yeah. I feel like that's pretty undeniable. Eight. I mean, Kimba's inconsistent. He's really good, but he is inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Tatum's consistency of doing this is has been insane. He's unguardable. He's literally player. unguardable when he's that tall, dribbling the way that he is, with all the moves in the world in his bag. Yeah, he's y'all, literally unguardable. Did y'all see what uh, Nick Wright said today? Mm-hmm. You know the guy that just like absolutely loves LeBron. Yeah, he was like, uh, uh, Jason Tatum is half a leap from being a star and another leap away from being a superstar. He Hot. said he's not even a star. Hot take. He's Whoa. still mad that Jason Tatum swatted LeBron in the playoffs. Whoa. Yeah, he's still he, mad. That yeah, that's uh, he's that's a, a superstar. I, I don't know how you. How can do you have a job it? if you, and you say stuff like that? Uh, he's probably just saying that to get attention. You know, maybe but yeah, keep his job. <laughs> uh, without a doubt, and especially with uh the way uh Jalen Brown's been playing. Yeah. I saw something today that was like uh uh he Jalen Brown guarded LeBron on sixteen possessions and held him to like two of six or two of seven shooting, and then he like. It was this like he did the same thing on Anthony Davis too. Jeez, wow. he's locked he, down. He's undersized in both of those matchups too, and he hits big shots. I mean, he was hitting huge. He had a couple threes that were big mm-hmm. for them in the last game against the Lakers. I think if they had Kemba, probably would have won. I think that, I would. I would like to think. I would like to think so too, just because of how close it was. And if Tatum's playing like that, and you get another twenty or so from Kemba, yeah, and then you get to have um, you get to have Marcus Smart come off the bench as. And that just brings a whole different like aspect to that second rotation with him and Cantor. It does, it does, and I like I like that Celtics team. I'm I originally thought a question for them would be depth, um, not the starting lineup because every single player in that starting lineup is playing fantastic, but from the bench, like who are guys that I I expected Carson Edwards get more playing time because of Nokemba, but they were playing Wanamaker a whole bunch. I yeah. feel like he didn't really produce. Yeah, not entirely, but uh, Grant Williams has been playing massive minutes mm-hmm. recently. So Physical player. You have, uh, you know, coming off the bench, you have you get Marcus Smart, uh, Cantor, uh, Williams, and then like kind of a toss up with Wanamaker and uh, Ojale. Then I think you know, I think they're going to be solid, and they've been playing uh, Romeo Langford a lot too. And he he's good. I mean, we've been said he was good since he was at Indiana. He's just um, young. He's just a young guy who is honestly a raw prospect still. Needs to get his jump shot figured out. But there's a ton of guys on that Celtics team that are literally just too young to judge right now. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be a, another team to look forward to in the next couple of years if they can keep this core together. Because I mean, Jason Tatum is still so young, and yeah. Jalen Brown is still so young. Is uh, I think Tatum is a top ten guy in the league. Playing the way he is right now, I agree. You got problems with that shoot? 
No, I think he's right around there. I'd have to actually look at, you know, my list yeah. of who I think top ten is. But he's definitely in the Yeah, discussion. I just kind of just not, threw yeah, that out. I know, but I, I wasn't going to argue with it. I think it's fair to put him in that conversation. I mean, yeah, just I the way that he's been playing it mm-hmm. and the way he's basically – with Kimba being out, him, like, being able to step up and, uh, you know, just play well, win games yeah. for this team. I like, I like how Tatum can just kind of, like, control the pace of play to whatever – he wants you know yeah he whenever catches he the ball a bucket he just relaxes and like kind of analyzes what, what he's going to do next smoothest just, guy in the nba yeah he's very smooth he's definition of smooth now, i know you guys love to hate lebron <laughs> it's okay everybody hates greatness <laughs> but that fadeaway he hit with 30 seconds left i, I mean, mean that was not, tough that was a the level yeah, of difficulty good. on that it, it did feel kind of like a a shot we would see Kobe hit, like the fadeaway to the left shoulder. That is it a was tough shot. Yeah, and that f- the way that he was able to, you know, do the shimmy before the fade, mm-hmm. it definitely got Jalen Brown. They did. Uh, I mean, that's a big guy was, doing moves like that. No, I, know, I don't know yeah. what you're supposed to but do. People to love to that. hate on how LeBron doesn't want the ball in the big moments, but I mean that was that was a big moment. That could be a potential yeah. finals match. That's not even my criticism of LeBron, though. I think. I think he wants the ball in every single moment. I think that he wants the team to revolve around him. He wants a part of every single possession. He demands it, and it works, I will say, more times than not. But what was that fadeaway after he split those free throws down the wire where he missed the second one? I think he split two pairs of free throws. Yeah, AD uh, split some too. And I'm not hating. I just had to point that out. I think one thing (laughs) that just annoys me about I, I think LeBron's a great player. I don't have a problem with him. But the one thing I would say is just he gets he gets that celebrity treatment a little bit from the refs. Like on that uh Oh yeah. On Romeo Langford went up for a layup, it hits the glass, and then uh Anthony Davis just like swats it. And then LeBron looks at the ref and goes, "Oh no, I blocked it! I blocked it!" When like, and the refs just listen. They said, "Okay." And they oh ch- yes, sir. They called it Dame a goaltending. Chimed, chimed in about that. Yeah, they <laughs> called it a goaltending. Of course, since, he did. Since yeah. LeBron said, "No, I touched it," they reversed it because it's LeBron. And then there was another play that uh, Romeo Langford like knocked the ball uh, when LeBron was going up for a shot, and LeBron kind of bobbled it, still shoots it. But he's on the ground, so he went up and back down. Travel. Mm. It's travel. Didn't call it? Didn't call it. You got to let the ball hit the ground if you're going to go back down. Well, dude, I don't even know what to say about referees, period, anymore. Yeah. I, I Referees across all branches of basketball, from our intramural game. Including yeah. intramural. <laughs> <From> our intramural <laughs> game. We really want to stress that. To college, to the NBA, where these guys are getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to literally just know the game of basketball. The amount of screw-ups are still and ridiculous. It, it's like as simple as there was a play that uh, a ball was kicked out to the wing and Jalen Brown like catches it kind of falling out and passes it. And they just, I guess, anticipated him to go out of bounds and called a turnover. And then like if you look, he's a solid like six inches away from the out-of-bounds line. Like what, what game are they watching? Like that's the easiest call to make. Is he on the line or not? And I mean when they – that we have the ability now. We're blessed with the technology to where we could review. We should be able to review just as much as we need to so that that prevents these kind of calls from happening. But I feel like now more than ever, the refs are just making wrong calls. Mm-hmm. And it only is more obvious to the whole audience when they show a replay on the screen of what well, actually yeah, just They're happened. under a microscope now exactly, with all the 
you know review technology that we do have and it's it's like when they show us all these angles of it it's like oh my gosh how could you not see that but like i guess you know they might not be getting some of the same angles i don't know how you know they're right there on the court yeah i I don't know (laughs) it's it maybe they're just not paying attention i don't i don't know what's going on but i might start working on my whistleblowing skills and just say screw it and go and be a ref because it can't be that hard yeah Yeah. if you okay if we all start now (laughs) do you think when do you think we can make it to the nba i would say next year probably (laughs) i mean we'd probably make better calls than they do yeah these guys look like these guys look like they've been doing it for like a month at most it's pretty ridiculous um but yeah, you're right. The microscope that they're on, they're getting bashed on social media. Every single news outlet's talking about them. It's definitely making that more stressful as a job. Um, but yeah, they're my clown of the week. Referees everywhere. Referees, period. If you're a ref, you're a clown. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's just I'm sorry, but that's just how it's going. That's, that's just how it's been lately across the entire spectrum of basketball. So uh, my clown of the week, I love... Every episode, I make a point to hate on my calves because we just, we know nothing about how to run a basketball team. But it's mainly the Cavs roster, just for their their treatment, really, of uh, former head coach uh, John Bayline. John Bayline. John. Yeah, I just can't even remember his name. He was there for so short. He was there for so short. Um, he, they just did him wrong. They, yeah. Disrespectful. I, lots of miscommunication, and, and they weren't committed to playing with a guy who treated them like they were in college. But I don't know. Do you and think that's a stretch, though? Because I really seem to think that that's not even what it was. I mean, I, I think know. that they took the the thug comment where in the postgame after the interview, I think he said after it, he meant to say they were playing like slugs. But he said they were playing like thugs, which pissed off the entire locker room. I think that's kind of a stretch to get so mad at a a guy who has such a good reputation as as John does. I mean, he is not a guy that is ever going to try to say anything demoralizing, even when the team's playing terrible. Even when he was at Michigan and we would lose these games and get smoked out by teams we we should beat. He kept calm and collected. I just don't understand how you could hate the guy. Yeah, it beats uh, me, but it's it's embarrassing as a Cavs fan to have a, another thing like this where we're just a laughing stock. Yeah, now you got Andre Drummond running the show. I mean, have if fun he with wants, that. If he wants to stay, and yeah, if you we guys add a good him. piece, if we get Anthony Edwards, Lamelo Ball, anybody like that, I mean, hey, I think they could actually have a pretty decent roster here in a year or two. My clown of the week is uh, our good old friend Allen. Alan and the all back y'all probably don't know the story behind Alan. Alan mystery. I name. don't even know Alan's name. His okay. So I'm gonna try to pronounce it. <laughs> Nobody does. It's gonna be wrong, but Alan Smailogic. Ouch. Smailogic. That's gotta be right. That's a hundred percent how you say it's it. A, yeah. <laughs> no, it's something ridiculous. He's a, Ser- he's a Serbian basketball player. He plays for the Warriors, and he got absolutely crossed by Zion Williamson. By Zion the series. The, the jab yeah. step. I'm looking at it right now. It flew man. him That's all the nasty. way to the ground. He he's only nineteen, but so he we'll looks forty. Yeah, he's got a receding hairline, <laughs> hey. the widow's peak. He makes don't Joe Ingles look like a teenager. Do not hate on Serbian players, man. Jokic. No, <laughs> yeah, like, Jokic was probably just as bad. <laughs> he was probably he got drafted. I mean, he, it's not like he was an undrafted guy, but uh, yeah, he's my clown of the week. Just yeah, for getting I mean, crossed you know. by Zion and getting because if you know if that's gonna happen to you. It's going to be all over social media. Yeah. 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 Especially if it's Zion. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. ESPN loves to show Zion. Yeah. Now, I mean, he's he deserves it. He's been playing so well uh, since he's 
you know, and there's a little stint so far in the NBA, but I mean, that that was bad. That was a little rough. It was super out. rough, and um, that's and then Zion hit the three after. Yeah, to make things worse, it's his not three, like he's shooting that many yeah. threes. I mean, his three point shooting though, when he does shoot, that's it's impressive. Me a lot. He's forty one percent on the season mm-hmm. as we speak, which that's not something I expected, and he's mm-hmm. not shooting very many. So, and he shot pretty uh, decent from deep at Duke. I just didn't think it would be something that translated to the NBA, but if it continues to do so, then he's that's just another element to his yeah, game. He's going to be really scary. Another. Uh, Another clown of the week. We're missing Bo today, but Bo's clown of the week is Jimmy Butler. Not long ago, when the Miami Heat played the Hawks, Trey Young had posted something. Um, he had been talking on the court, saying that the game was over when they were up by five, and they were like, "Yes." Yeah, he was telling everyone, "Oh, it's over. It's over." He's telling Jimmy, and he made a shot and was like moving his hand side to side, saying it's over. They ended up losing that game. Um, and Jimmy Butler posted something on Instagram after a screenshot of Trey shaking his hands, saying it's over. Said, "Oh yeah, is it really over?" Because he came back and won. Well, Trey Young got his revenge on the Heat the other night. He had one of his best games of the season, um, and he's continued to play at this ridiculously high level for a while now. So I think that kind of made Jimmy Butler look stupid. Yeah, it uh, kind of one of those things where you have to bite your words. Eat what you said, uh, but yeah, you can't talk like that to Trey Young. He could be the best point guard in the NBA right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean Trey Young definitely messed I mean, up by what he did the first time. Yeah, yeah. but uh, then Jimmy, Jimmy Butler to, for him to go after him, like yeah, you got try to start beef with Trey Young. Yeah, I mean, but you just Jimmy fuel the fire. He does that to so many guys. I don't think it's necessarily personal. No, uh, but Trey Young doesn't do that a lot, so I'm sure he took it personal. He did having beef with. Somebody like that, but Jimmy probably, I mean. It was clearly a motivator for him in that game. Yeah, Um, for sure. But understandably so. So going off of that, we just had our Clowns of the Week. Uh, How about your Highlight Player of the Week? Just a new idea we came up with. uh, Highlight Player of the Week who has played really well since the All-Star break. Yeah, and we only had, you know, each team probably played two Two. games. Yeah, two. Because they started back Thursday night. Um, but we can also so. talk about guys that are gonna up up and coming, to about to do well also for their upcoming games, um, in yeah. addition to how they played in the past. Oh, Just you, guys that you are on fire right future. now. You can. <laughs> I can go ahead and predict based on statistical analysis. Shoop. Oh wow! Um, oh wow! He's got plenty of locks of the week from Mister O and Five <laughs> or oh, One and Five. Pardon. Dude, I don't even want to hear. It. His I was hoping you guys would forget about locks of the week. Uh, oh, you want to forget about it? <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll start with the uh, highlight player of the week. So I I told you I was going to do Jordan Clarkson, who, yes, is good. And then I changed it. I was going to do Mello because mm. he had 32 points last night. You're just taking everyone, but keep going. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then uh, my final uh, highlight player of the week is Kobe White, who we were talking about That's earlier. Legit. That's because, legit. Because uh, just yesterday he became – the first rookie, uh, or he—he he was the the first rookie in Bulls history to have back-to-back. I was taking their presents, but they were taking mine. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, dude. I hate when it starts automatically. Okay, yeah, he. Uh, we love technical difficulties. He was the first rookie with back-to-back thirty-point games since uh, Michael Jordan. So that's pretty big. Jeez, wow. I did not know that on the Bulls specifically or rookie period. Uh, let me check. I'm thinking that's just rookie period. Yeah, the only Bulls rookie 
with back-to-back 30-point okay. games. So him and Jordan. That's real. That's crazy company. Mm-hmm. That's and then uh, like they found their point guard. Yeah, a reporter asked him, like, uh, you know, where he thought they got that, where where that all this came from. And, uh, of course, he said his hair. <laughs> Naturally. I mean, what else could it be? Yeah, I, I understand that. So, Gordy, who's your uh, highlight player of the week? Well, mine is, I, I don't want to say an obvious selection, but Zion Williamson has been on a tear, and I think that he's really making a case for Rookie of the Year. And I know that Ja has been playing very well, and it's not like he stopped playing well just because Zion came back. But I think a lot of the hype around Ja was because there really was no one competing with him for the Rookie of the Year spot. Now we've got a guy in Zion who is averaging 22.8 points a game on 59% field goals. He's shooting 42% from three even, which is something we never would have thought he would do. And he's averaging seven rebounds a game. Um, those are rookie of the year numbers. Yeah. If, that, I, that might come down to whichever one of those teams gets that eight seed. That's exactly what I was about to say. And the yeah. Pelicans are in better position. No, the Grizzlies no, are yeah. at the moment, but the Pelicans aren't too far behind. They're uh, So the, the Grizzlies are three and a half games. Over the Pelicans right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's still anyone's game. I yeah, mean, the, whoever gets April. whoever gets that eight seed, I feel like is it's going to be a big factor in Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Well, the Pelicans have a rush, rough stretch ahead of them. They're about to play the Lakers twice in the next week. One time at their place, one time in LA. A lot of beef on that matchup, and that's going to be fun to watch. Which is another reason why I wanted him to be my highlight player of the week because there's a bunch of guys on that team who used to be on the Lakers, and this is Zion's first opportunity to play against LeBron. Mm-hmm. There's going to be just so many highlights that when I thought highlight player of the week, it's I immediately thought got. Zion against yeah. LeBron. Yeah, that's a matchup that I'm excited for. So, uh, so my highlight player of the week, he's someone who's been a little quiet this season. He he can explode whenever, but uh, lately, thanks to Damian Lillard being injured. Uh, CJ McCollum has been going on. Oh, wow. You picked a Trailblazers Bro, player. Surprise, he, surprise. He, <laughs> he dropped 41, 9, and 12 last night. Oh, yeah. No, he deserves all the hype in the world. He's a bucket. In, in those two games, he's averaging 34 points, 7.5 boards, and 11 assists, while also getting his career high in assists. So if Dame and CJ can figure out like how to put it together on the same nights instead of having, you know, that it makes me night. think, though. Do you think that part of the issue in there, part of the issue in Portland is them two butting heads? Because when yeah. one guy's out, the other guy drops 50. The I, other mean, guy drops, I think the other guy has to drop 50. Yeah. That's true. They, if they even want a chance of winning. They seem to have really good chemistry, and I don't think, as far as I know of, there's been nothing that should screw that up. Yeah. Um, I think they're just missing a lot of their depth and – Hopefully, come playoff time, they're able to figure it out and get that push in there. But, I mean, if they don't make it, then it feels like a lost season for them. So is it a stretch to go ahead and guess your lock of the week being Portland plus five and a half? Uh, you wish that was my lock of the week. Oh, man, I thought I had I it. I did not have that one. <laughs> wow. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. <laughs> it, it would, I would consider that a lean, not a lock. <laughs> uh, but, no, yeah, that's not, that's not on my picks for tonight. What was yours? So I Let's have, I now have a new philosophy. I I'm only doing an odd number of picks from now on, so it's either one or three. <laughs> Probably won't ever do five. That seems like a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that does seem like a lot. But you never so, know, though. Exactly. We'll see. Because <laughs> if when March rolls around, hey, we, we might, might have to. <laughs> we might have to. Yeah, we might have a choice. But um, okay. So I have two NBA picks and one college basketball pick for tomorrow night. 
Uh, Bucks money line. They're playing at Toronto. Um, it's minus in 120. Toronto? Yeah, it's it's a, I mean it's intimidating, but I think any time you see the Bucks money line or spread is anything minus close one and a half like yeah. that low, you should take a chance on it because they're the best team in the NBA. So well, the Raptors are no- notoriously good at home. All mm-hmm. I gotta say is you better hope Giannis is playing. Yeah, well, he played tonight against uh, the Wizards. Yeah, I think they're smoking um, him right now. But you know he's he sits out of back to backs occasionally, uh, but I think. He'll suit up for the Raptors game. He'll, he'll want to play Siakam, and that's a big game for their seeding ultimately. Yeah, you would Raptors think. Get hot. That's big, big, big game for seeding. Yeah, I like the Bucks there, minus one twenty. Um, and then another one that I like is uh, OKC in Chicago over two eighteen. Um, both of these offenses are they're kind of streaky, but neither team plays uh, great defense, and uh, the Bulls have been been able to find their scoring a little more as of late, so I think that number's not too high. I'd like I, that, too. I like I, the chance of that. I think Kobe him. continues to score. I think he's going to keep getting all the opportunities, and mm-hmm. Zach's going to do what he does. So you'll get the scoring from the Bulls, and they also are somewhat a liability on defense, so I yeah. totally love Yeah, I think it's, love it's that. very possible. And then the, uh, my college pick, now I know that they say never to get involved with your team, <laughs> but... You did. I'm not talking you did spreads. I'm not talking money lines. I'm talking totals. Okay. Auburn, Ole Miss, over 141 and a half. So you don't trust our defense? No. I, I <laughs> Over think, 141? Yes. So you think without Isaac we put up 70 yeah. points? Yeah. No, I, I think that Ole Miss is not a great defensive team. I think we should be able to score. Hopefully we're not down 17 at half. <laughs> But if, you know, we were, that would light a fire under <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if we were, I'm not going to sweat it ever again. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I've learned to not sweat but, Auburn um, being down in the beginning. Yeah, I, I think that number's not too high. I honestly expected to see it closer to, like, the 160s. So I think 141.5 is, you know, a reasonable number to get that at. And Auburn and Ole Miss went well over it last time, even though they went to overtime. But... I still think they get it. I so. like it, especially with the chance of going to overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love it. My, you know, I'm really even hesitant to talk about it. Does anyone even care what my locks are at this point? I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm one in five. Yeah, nobody. Everything loses. Place, please. I think that I'm guilty of maybe diving in too much and trying to figure out which team has the statistical advantage. And then I look at stats that don't matter, like missed free throws at home and like random stuff that I think matters a lot. And which leads to me missing my picks. But I have one for tomorrow night, if anybody cares. I like the Pelicans plus 7.5 against the Lakers. And that has to do with my former conversation about Zion. But I think these guys are going to come into this game at Staples Center. Okay, that's what I was going to At Staples Center. I think these guys are going to come in on fire to beat LeBron Mm -hmm. and this Lakers team in Staples. Primarily AD. AD... Well, actually, I don't know. I guess they have motivation for both of them. They do but. on both sides. AD is going to have 40 probably. Well, and yeah, the, but the past two times he's played them, he's gotten 40 and 20. Yeah, so <laughs> so it wouldn't be surprising for them to do it again, but I just I have to believe that guys like Brandon Ingram, who are playing the best basketball of their life, guys who used to be on the team like Josh Hart, are going to step up and they're going to play big. Oh, and Zion's going to surprise a lot of people on that Lakers team too. Hopefully not surprise. Hopefully they know about him by now. But Oh, I think. It's hard not to know about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we'll see if that wins. Hopefully, don't end up one and six. 
I'm only giving one pick tonight. That's probably play yeah. it safe. Yeah, that's yeah. Got you. I'll go right <laughs> in the middle. I have two picks tonight. Oh. I didn't uh, really do Shoop's philosophy. You know. Uh, well, th- see now, I just we'll see like how it works for of winning of, or of losing. Yeah, win. yeah. I don't. I I'm I don't. Sick of, yeah, yeah. I don't care. Even <laughs> I'd rather go zero and three. Well, okay. Also, <laughs> I'm I'm three and one total, so I may not have the wow. most most picks, but I have the most accurate picks. Wow, what's both three and two? Yeah, yes, how? Two. I'm just kidding. No, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting at two, three, and one, so I'm mediocre, and I'm okay with that. Uh, so my two picks <laughs> is uh, mediocre. <laughs> the electrifying game between the Raptors and the Bucks. I have the over of two thirty-one. I think Siakam and Giannis are going to be going at each other's throats all night. Heck yeah! And putting the and I think they're both going to have a, a huge night, and I think the over yeah. of 231 is going to is I gonna even cash. like that one maybe going to OT. Like yeah, teams, there's such a close game. The Raptors game. at home plus the Bucks just being dominant, it, it could be. It, I love it. should it. be a great game. Everyone it, should watch it. Yeah, if there's one game that you watch tomorrow, hopefully it's that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bo isn't here with us today. but Wait, I have another one. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I have another Let's one. Go. Let's <laughs> go. I was about to read <laughs> Bo's. No one's oh. <laughs> so my other one is uh, – Kings minus five and a half at Golden State. The war- the Warriors stink. They There's stink. no question about it. They're tanking. They're playing guys like Allen. Allen. Uh, Allen, Mr. Allen, what's his face? Yeah. Snail. Allen Snails. We're just calling them snails. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Lake or, or Jordan River. Oh, no, Jordan Poole. That's right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Poole? I, was, I can't. I just <laughs> but, yeah, the, the oh Warriors. Oh, my gosh. You had me there. I was, I was like, <laughs> no way. What? What's he talking about? Yeah, the, the Warriors stink. I think uh, Sacramento is going to be just fine covering five and yeah. a half. Well, and Harrison Barnes, he needs to cut his hair, so they really have to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did he say? That he wouldn't shave until, until they get 500. And they're I he might go the games whole under, eleven games under. <laughs> He's gonna look homeless by the end of the year. I know. By the end of next they year, they may have to cut him. Just you know, <laughs> not not Kings. No, but I like that. I don't think that it matters at all. The fact that the game is at Golden State's home. Mm-hmm. I think if you asked me two years ago, it would have mattered. But there's a bunch of Fairweather fans over there in San Fran, and they only get hype and show out when the team is good. And plus, like Sacramento, San Francisco is like not that far, right? No, there'd probably be a lot of Kings, probably more Kings fans in there than Warriors, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. There'll be lots of Curry jerseys still. Yeah. <laughs> there always is, no matter what game God. you go to. All right, sure. Mr. Jules picks. Yeah, Bose. Bose, I, I like. I like both of them. His first one was around that Milwaukee game. He took Milwaukee minus one and a half against Toronto. So I saw that. T- I mean, you know, I just, the money line was so low, I figured why not. Yeah. It's the bucks. I, I like it. It could go either way, though, mm-hmm. if you asked me. I was afraid to touch it just because both of those teams are playing so well. I but agree. I like it. I like Giannis to win. With a dunk or something. Yeah, something. Um, <laughs> his second pick was Boston Moneyline against Portland. What do you think about that, Shoop? Uh, I think he may have changed it, actually, to a minus five because we don't know what that money line is, but it would be yeah. really, really high, like minus 200 or something. So he likes the Celtics the, to cover minus five? Co- yeah, yeah, he, he, just, spread, he texted us and said minus five. Okay. It just, it just says minus five. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, it, that's, it's in Portland. Yeah, it's in Portland. Uh, no Dame. I mean, it's it's yeah. And Kemba's probably gonna it's be. A, out too. Yeah, it's a risky pick. I don't know. But I don't know. It could go either way. That's yeah. kind of Portland. a lot. That's kind of a lot. I think Portland has a good chance to cover the plus. But then again, I mean, 
if Tatum has forty, yeah, exactly. Like the and you the get the ten from Gordon Hayward. Really hard to predict. Uh, no, That's yeah, you I get like forty so from Tatum, twenty and twenty from Hayward and uh, uh, Brown. Ideally, yeah. And then Smart adds what he adds. Like Tice adds twelve. What he adds, yeah. So, Fifteen. Yeah, it's it's possible. It's very possible for Boston to hit that minus five. I like it. Hopefully, I can come back from my disgusting record. Yeah, I'm hoping for uh, three and zero. Oh. Speak it into existence. I need it. I'm about to go uh, five and one. So, you think so? yeah, mm. let's hope. I'm gonna slow roll it back. Thank you guys for listening tonight. Is there anything else we want to say? I think we pretty uh, much covered everything. Don't forget everything. to check us out on Twitter if you haven't already. You got. You guys got to check it's us that, out. Our handle is uh, at League Talk underscore W E G L. Go hit us on Twitter and tweet us with literally whatever you want. We I've done saying basketball related. Literally yeah, whatever you we'll want. We'll shout you out. We'll we'll get, fit you in. Uh, <laughs> Free we, shout out. I mean, yeah, we <laughs> we we. <laughs> that's what we've come to, to talk about. Whatever you know, y'all wanna say. So uh, yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah. All right. See y'all. Thanks for listening to League Talk. Tune in next Monday at 7 p.m. on WEGL 91.1 FM. For more sports content, check out WEGLFM.com. Follow us on Twitter at League Talk WEGL and at WEGL Sports. If you ever miss a show, check out our previous episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This is League Talk, and I'm Tucker Hager, signing off.